You can listen to The Professional Left on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or at our website, professionalleft.blogspot.com, where you can also contribute to this podcast. There's a PayPal button at our website, or you can mail us a letter and or contribution at P.O. Box 9133, Springfield, Illinois, 62791. This is the podcast for April 21st, 2017. It's not safe for work. Coming to you live from our burgeoning media empire, where the era of strategic patience with conservative bullshit has been over for 20 goddamn years. It's the professional left with Drift Class and Blue Gal. Oh, Drift Class. I know. I know. I, I just had it. You know what I think, Drift Class? We spent too much time in Bob Seska's treehouse and <laughs> bad, bad habits rubbed up on me. We love Bob Seska. We do. And you we know, do. And we, you know, we love his listeners too. They're awesome people. Yes, they have followed us back here. They followed we, us back here. We covered our trail as best we could, but they tracked <laughs> us down. Welcome and welcome well, to our our devoted listeners from years and years of podcasting, and our new listeners. And I'm trying to follow everyone back on Twitter who's discovered us on Twitter and is following us. I do a lot more Twitter than I do Facebook, by the way. Yeah. Uh, I am. Blue Gal, at Blue Gal, at Twitter, and Driftglass was already taken, so Driftglass is at Mr. MR underscore Electrico, Mr. Electrico, yes. with an underscore in between Mr. and Electrico, and on, on the Twitter, and I, if you have the word resistance or liberal in your bio, I'll follow you back. That's just yeah. the way that goes. I don't care how many followers you have. I don't care how often you're on Twitter. I don't care if your tweets, if you just retweet other people and you don't do anything relig- uh, original on Twitter. I don't care. If you're part of the resistance, if you're a liberal, if you're interested in making the world a better place, you're part of the family. So welcome uh, aboard. One, one word of warning. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't do Facebook. At all. There is a part of Drift Glass that sort of keeps his, his life compartmentalized. And... It's, it's very Ron Swanson. <laughs> it's very Ron Swanson. You know, whose, whose son was named, I believe, John, middle name redacted. Swanson. <laughs> yes. Uh, I don't, I, I, who discovered that his, that his home was on Google Earth and threw his computer in the dumpster. <laughs> Uh, I'm not quite that bad. I understand that it's a thing in the world like gravity uh, and stupidity. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't fault anyone for doing it. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I know if you have a business out there, you pretty much have to be. There's a lot of things that are just the, the, the pressure of the culture we live yeah, in right. and requires to do that. So I'm not making any judgment. But if you look at my uh, profile, it's just a silhouette of a head that <laughs> – with written into it, I don't use Facebook. Yeah, yeah. Don't try to contact me on Facebook. Don't try to hook. And uh, by the way, that also goes for LinkedIn. Yeah, I've gotten yeah. a lot of LinkedIn Nobody requests. Uses LinkedIn. Nobody uses LinkedIn. I, I use LinkedIn in other in, on, in one of my many other hats. I don't use uh, LinkedIn as drift class. I've got a lot of people saying they want to associate with me and hook up with me on on LinkedIn professionally, and I, I'm not on LinkedIn as drift class at all ever uh so it's not a judgment against any person it is simply that i still have uh the ability to choose not to do certain yeah, things yeah right right I choose not to participate well, and in. i now, think you have to somehow with technology you have yeah. to find a way to just do the things that work it's the same way with i mean i'm i'm a very passionate knitter as you know and i have lots and lots of yarn and lots and lots of activity and uh unfinished objects lying around all over the house but there are things that i don't do i don't spin wool and i don't quilt and i there's other things you have to just decide no matter what your passion is that there you're you only have so many hours in the day yeah and, and just to be also clear 
I'm not a Luddite. No, uh, oh no. I, I used to run the um, technology department for a major uh, art college in Chicago. Um, I had hundreds of computers at my command, and, and I had all the peripherals that you could possibly want, and I had all the, the toys uh, and it was easy then because those weren't my workaday tools. I can now, wipe and out. Now we're off to the races. <laughs> well, exactly. I could wipe out an entire lab and start over again, and it wouldn't affect me. And I could fiddle around all I wanted. But right now, my laptop is the is my uh, seven tool pocket knife. And that's all and you I, need. <laughs> and I'm very selective about the technology I use and the technology I don't. And right. And, and we need to move on because there's so much. Let's to talk move about on, shall we? No, let's talk that. about me some more. I just want to say about the podcast and thanking Bob Seska and all of that. Uh, there's a great plan and this will be a great podcast. It's evolving. The podcast gets better and better and better. And it's gotten really, really good. And a lot of people are liking it a lot. We have a good chance of getting more podcasts soon. And, uh, it's already great. It's already great. And, and there's a great plan and great people involved and many great things. I heard many great people say great things about me on Twitter uh, that have said about I, me. I am, of course, there. quoting Donald Trump, paraphrasing yeah. what Donald Trump said about his health care plan, um, of which no congressman has come forward to say they have any words, actual words, in an actual bill to look at. I don't think they have an actual bill. They don't. And and to just they, to they just don't. to put a personal dot on that I yeah. um yeah. I visited the Medicaid office in Springfield, Illinois this week in quite a panic because we have to renew the children's health insurance this month. Yes we do. Um I opened up the envelope asking me to provide them with information. And I swear to God, I looked at the paper and I saw April 20th on the paper as the deadline. And I thought, okay, that's right after tax time. Makes I sense. put it back in the envelope and put it with my tax stuff, got my taxes done and opened the envelope again. And the 20 had turned to a 10. Yes. While in the envelope. And I, I was late. And as you know, because you were with me, Drift Glass, I uh -huh. cried for 12 hours because yes. I thought, I've just jeopardized my kids' health insurance. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I cried all night Wednesday night and woke up Thursday morning and got uh, all my ducks in a row and at 8 a.m. was waiting outside the Medicaid office in Springfield, where we live, Springfield, Illinois. Uh, they have new digs. They have moved to a much nicer building. It used to be this building that had no windows. It was sort of yes. subterranean and stinky and awful. Mm -hmm. And they have moved to a rehabbed building. It's On the outside, it's very man from uncle. It looks very yeah. 60s. But they've I, I stripped the it out thing. inside and put new electrical in and it's got windows it's got windows all the way around it and yeah. um but it used to be that you went and sat with a case manager i mean i have a lot of experience with this since 2008 i've been you know on and off food stamps i've been on and off different help from the government um now we're pretty much off of all of that assistance except that the kids Obamacare. are on well the children are on basically hillary care this is right. this is right. um s chip it's it's getting kids covered and the uh, income requirements for that in Illinois are very generous. Uh, they really do the state workers in the state Medicaid office really want kids to have health insurance yes, and yes. it's cheap. It is really cheap for kids to have health insurance. Kids don't have uh, in a common way have, you know, 
big cancer bills or big like hospital catastrophic bills, illness, catastrophic illness. Right. Uh, some do, and that's a tragedy. But for the most part, what you are paying for is the occasional bump, the occasional ear infection, right. and immunizations, which and, help everybody. And because some of them do have occasionally have tra- tragically have really catastrophic illness, right. Right. that's why you pool the risk. Right. Exactly. With and and because of you, you're pooling it with a generally overall quote unquote healthy population, it's not very expensive. So. I go to the new Medicaid office, and (laughs) inside the new Medicaid office are all of the old chairs from the old Medicaid office in the waiting room. I couldn't believe it. They are the ugly bus station chairs that we all sat on and had holes in them and everything. So they have budget issues, clearly. They don't get to go out and buy new furniture. But uh, I met with a guy, and the first thing was I said, you know, I'm late with this. I know. I've been trying to reach you and, and... read the number wrong. And he said, well, all of your paperwork needs to go to Chicago. We don't do this here. <laughs> went, oh, great. Oh, okay. You know, wonderful. Yeah. So anyway, we got a fax out. We, we took care of it. Uh, but um, as I was talking with him about income guidelines and so forth, and I, he said, well, uh, it goes by gross income, not net income. And I went, oh, really? <laughs> uh, and, and he said, you know, you own a business, so you're going to have to see what happens and you know, we consider the podcast a business, so yeah, we, we but we pay taxes, taxes on, on this podcast. everything we get. And people yep. have said, "Oh, you should become a nonprofit. You should do this. You should do that." I don't want to become John Bolton. I don't want to be five hundred one c three, letting the government subsidize my political speech and tell me I can't endorse a candidate because right. that's the rules. We, of, we like yeah. paying taxes, and we like you know, paying taxes. It's we the really price of do. civilization. Exactly. You know, it really, is. we really do. Uh, but you know, we might be over the limit. I don't know. I'm not clear about that, but, um, we'll figure it out. And, and I said to the man who was very nice, uh, and, and he'd given me very canned answers and very, you know, he's professional. Right. Uh, he had a script. He had what he had needed to give me the correct answers. He answers these same questions 35 times a day. And I said to him, well, if we get kicked off of Medicaid, um, for now, at least, there's Obamacare, and I'll see if I can do that for the kids. Right. And the wall went down over his face, <laughs> and he looked at me, and he said, they don't have a plan. Oh, <laughs> and I went, oh, okay, so you're not going to be reading off a script when you talk to me about the Republicans and Obamacare. He said, they don't have a plan, and that is available to you. And he was really, like, positive about that. That's just you know, we do, again, the state workers who are working on these issues don't want anyone to fall through the cracks. No. And um, particularly and the children. Way, so, well, and the way it's set up is that if you are on any kind of borderline between any group mm-hmm. and any other group mm-hmm. and you're a freelancer like we are. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, we've between us, we've got like six part time jobs. Exactly. Exactly. Um, you know, I pick up a, a writing gig here and I do some grant writing and I do mm-hmm. some public service work. And I do a whole lot of volunteer work and on and on, as do you. Yep. So our income at plus our podcast goes up and down and up and down and up and down. And right. sometimes it trips a trigger. Yeah, yeah. And that is OK. I'm sorry that, you know, all of everything that you've sort of uh, planned to have is now gone. Right. Uh, well, but, and we had the time when your unemployment check right. kicked us off of food stamps. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> that which was, was not, yeah. Which was kind of hilarious. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In retrospect. Yeah. <laughs> in retrospect. Right. But it's it's that, and you know, this is this is fine. Um, this is not the way healthcare should work. Right. Is our point. Yeah. This is insane. 
it's nuts that if you make a little more on a, a, a on a given month, you can lose coverage for your insurance family. coverage, right? But right, if you make a little less next month, you're back eligible. And he, and- he said that. He said you can reapply if you go over one month and come under another month. Yeah, this is this is not uh, the way health insurance for people should work, where no. you're kicked off just because you make an extra five bucks one month. No. So we'll get there, um, and all of us will get there. It's it's clear that the path to single payer is long, but it does end with single payer. I think we're pretty clear about that, uh, and we'll get there. Um, and in the meantime, we'll manage. But uh, well, and, and you can. It's fair, to, and this is a fairly small c conservative thing for me to say. Mm-hmm. I think it would be fair to say that one of the jobs of government Mm -hmm. is to provide stability and predictability, Um, put a floor under people that they can rely on month to month, uh, put guardrails up for corporations to say, here's how far you can go and you can't go any further Mm -hmm. uh, and enforce them. All of that is gone. under All of it. And and now it's chaos. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's just chaos. Now it's just complete random bullshit chaos coming out of the entire federal government. The entire federal government is now in the hands of people who want to wreck the government, mm-hmm. um, as is our state, uh, half the state anyway. Oh, yeah. And and it those are not abstract concepts. If you're in South Korea, um, something that Donald Trump pops off on on Twitter mm-hmm. directly affects your life. Right. Because you're living under threat of massive incoming artillery fire. Uh, if... President Stupid says the wrong thing. Well, and that's what I said on Twitter, and and I actually quoted it today um, in a post where Lawrence O'Donnell was on last night saying uh, very clearly to the audience, uh, Donald Trump is, he says, and I'm quoting him, Donald Trump is trying to scare him. Donald Trump is trying to scare you. Don't let him do it. I'm not going to let him do it. Not on health care. You'd be scared about Donald Trump in all kinds of ways. But he's going to fail right. on this healthcare thing, and and my point was, yeah, but Tom Price can still screw things up quite a bit if he Absolutely. wants to. Absolutely, and he wants to. And he wants to. And and my tweet on that was, America now has a whole generation that will remember for the rest of their lives the year Republicans made my mother cry about healthcare. Yes, yes. And that kind of emotional impact uh, is going to change the world. I really feel as though, and I've said this on Bob Suska, you know, that this Trump election has changed people Mm -hmm. forever Mm -hmm. in terms of their approach to elections, in terms of their approach to civic engagement. Uh, It certainly has changed women forever. Some women, Uh, many women. Many, most women. I really think it is most women. I I don't see uh, people tuning out on presidential politics in the same way that they felt they could in the past. Um, I sincerely hope you are right. Yeah, I know. Um, and, and, and the thing is, it's, it's not a one-off. It's, it's oh, look, there's this one aberrant cabinet member no. or, nut, or, or, or President Stupid lost his mind last week, but next week he'll be fine. Mm-hmm. And it's one cabinet member doing one horrible thing. But, you know, at least the Department of Education. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, the State Department. Oh, no, that too. It's, it's the entire government. Yeah. And this is how the and, and I'd like to remind our, our listeners, uh, especially the new ones, for the time being, uh, this is a, a framework for thinking about the news that you see in front of you every day. Mm-hmm. There are only six stories. They are. <laughs> number one, Donald Trump wants to cut your health care so he can deliver hundreds of billions of dollars to Republican people who run the Republican Party. 
Vladimir in, ta- Putin, in the form of tax cuts. In for the, rich the form people. of tax cuts. Yep. He yep. wants to take, you know, my kids' health care away so that mm-hmm. he can cut taxes for his plutocrat friends. Right. Period. Period. There's there's no there's no and now he's do you know he's so desperate that he's willing to cobble together anything mm-hmm. uh, and call it a win just so long as he can do it by this artificial hundred day deadline, right. which is everything that is wrong with government. Mm-hmm. Republican thinking. Uh, second, Vladimir Putin interfered with our elections on behalf of Donald Trump. He reached across oceans to screw up our elections so that his friend Donald Trump could win. Uh, Donald Trump and his cronies, as becoming clearer every day, are owned and operated by Vladimir Putin, either directly or indirectly. I don't care what is happening militarily. I don't care who's rattling sabers at whom. The Every single action of the Trump administration, up to and including um, this Exxon bribe that I'm sure Blue Gal will talk about in a few minutes. Well, uh, yeah, the, the uh, Commerce Department was shamed into not granting Exxon a waiver today. Right. That but happened they had like the nerve to apply ago. for it. Yep, they, they the, did. They had the nerve to apply for the Exxon had the nerve to apply for an exception to the um, uh, well, sanctions. Blah, blah, blah. We have a responsibility to our shareholders, blah, right. blah, blah. So, yes. Number four, Donald Trump and his cronies simply cannot stop lying. They can't yeah. do it. They're inca- and, and just not and lying and just saying incredibly stupid shit mm-hmm. uh, that that because he he doesn't know anything. So when he when he starts talking about how, you know, Korea historically used to be part of China. <laughs> uh, there are hundreds of millions of people whose heads snap around and go, what the hell did you just say? Mm-hmm. And if that, again, if that were the only thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it is remarkable that President Stupid says this short of shit three times a day and Republicans just shrug it off. Mm-hmm. When, when, when Barack Obama put his feet up on, on the desk in the White House, they lost their fucking minds. That's why I have no faith that there that anyone on the right is going to open their eyes and wake up to anything. I think they are. If you're a Republican in 2017, you're 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 too far gone to be saved. Um, fifth, the party of Trump is so desperate to win anything that they're willing to look the other way as Vladimir Putin screws around with us. And six this is the important part. The base of the party of Trump is either too fucked in the head, stupid or too in love with the idea of fascism to care about any of these stories. And let's not forget that the purpose of conservatism is to erase their own past. Yes. And so I've been <laughs> I've been thinking about that a lot this week as Bill O'Reilly disappears, physically disappears from Fox News. It's never there. And how does the uh, how does the Fox News viewer react to that? And mm-hmm. if you want a really good laugh today, I do. <laughs> go to Twitter and search for the words "boycott Fox News," <laughs> uh, because there are people out there that are still defending Bill O'Reilly. Sure, Fox News has 13 million reasons why Bill O'Reilly is guilty. Okay, <laughs> they're called dollars, right. but the two. Um, tweets that I cut out and put up because I wasn't going to retweet anyone from that side of things. Um, someone in all capital letters, of course, said, it's time to boycott Fox News. I no longer watch it, but I still watch Hannity. Right. They're different. <laughs> They're different. <laughs> and totally then different. the other one tr- whose, whose username is Trump only exclamation point. Mm-hmm. says, let's boycott Fox News from 8 p.m. EST to 9 p.m., exclamation yes. point. <laughs> yes, that will show them. Retweet if you are in. <laughs> in what? <laughs> Into boycotting Fox News yeah. for one hour per day. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
so they're re- some people are really mad at that cult that they've sworn unending devotion to. Sure. <laughs> but they'll 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 be you know all they require. This is this is so cl- this again. It is no fun being um, Cassandra and having pre- not. I don't mean me personally, but I do mean me personally. I mean you. I mean you know forty other liberals we could name who are just bloggers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and podcasters who've been who've been saying this shit for for years, for decades, yeah. literally. Yeah. Uh, it is no fun being that person, yeah. but it is absolutely predictable that you know the look the the part of the brain that does critical thinking and senses when you're being uh, ripped off and bent over and screwed by monsters. Mm-hmm. That's that's the part of the brain that that Roger Ailes spent twenty years burning out of the uh, collective mental. Uh, portfolio mm-hmm. conservatives they don't have that anymore they're not capable of shame they're not capable of 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 regret they're not capable of admitting they're wrong they're and not the capable... self-awareness part is gone yeah, there is there is none they, they are um uh, they're like a very bad lab experiment in in tampering with human nature gone horribly wrong oh yeah uh, and I, this... i've had people on twitter say to me conservatives on twitter when i Put in, you know, when I always hashtag it MAGA if I'm doing a criticism of Trump on Twitter because I want them to see it. And and the number of times I get someone who chides me for not giving the president a chance. A chance. You know, or it's, it's a shame that, you know, he is president of the United States. Don't we all want the president to succeed? Why won't you give him a chance, blue gal? And, <laughs> and the, the blindness to the past eight years. Yeah. Period. Well, it just, it um, never happened. No. It yeah. never happened. Yeah. Um, I replied, I, I did, I, I sort of swoop in every now and then on Matthew Dowd's Twitter stream uh-huh. through nefarious uh, methods of my own. It. He's blocked you, so you blocked, can't actually. He, he won't, he won't block Ann Coulter, but he will block, <laughs> literally, he will not block Ann Coulter. He will, he will engage her in conversation, but he's one of those conservatives who's just lost his mind. I, you know, I think Ron Fournier is actually just a crook. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's just, he's just an absolutely mercenary political um opportunist uh, who's found this this vision of both siderism as a, a viable way to line his pockets. Uh, Matthew Dowd seems to have lost his mind because half of his Twitter stream is just Bible quotes mm-hmm. about goodness and humility and all coming together. It's just bromides and bumper stickers about about humility and leadership and and putting, you know, getting rid of power and, and only going for goodness. And it's like it's like cat posters as far as the eye can see. <laughs> Um, interspersed with this bullshit, you know, both siderism. And he has people who follow him who are glommed onto him because he is telling them, you're right, man. And occasionally I do dip in uh, and talk to people that he is talking to, that he engages with, mm-hmm. including one gentleman who's, who, who was asked right, you know, explicitly, because um, Michael Gerson of Washington Post wrote a piece today about stop sneering at Trump. It won't help. Mm-hmm. Quit condescending to his followers. No, I'm not going to do that. And and the response from the Dowd wing is, this is the best case to end the corrupt duopoly I've ever heard. Oh, my right. gosh. So someone asks, quite rightly, where were all the calls regarding Hannity and Coulter and Levin mm-hmm. and Rush, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all those people as they were slandering liberals? And this gentleman who is a Dowd conservative said, speaking only for myself, Rush, Hannity, and Coulter are great reasons to end the duopoly. Wow. So three conservative monsters equals both sides are to blame. This guy is fucking brain dead. Mm-hmm. I don't care who he is. I don't care if he's a pastor. I don't care if he's a nice guy. He mows his lawn. Those are all great things. But he's fucking brain dead. He yeah. cannot admit that his side is the fault 
is the reason for all of the problems in his life. Can't do it. Incapable of doing it. And so it is we, – we're fighting a two-front war here. Mm-hmm. Um, half of the people that we have to sort of bring uh, to light or, or bring or shine the light on are the people who are the Roger Ailes, the, the real monsters, the Bill O'Reilly's, the, the Rush Limbaugh, the Sean Hannity's. But the, the way that the conservative and quote-unquote independent brain has been tampered with to the point where they cannot see what's right in front of them because it's too fucking terrifying. And so that every time they are confronted with boycott with Fox, well, it's, it's Hannity. It's not really Fox. It's, yeah, it's yeah. Hannity and Coulter and, and Rush because both sides do it. Mm-hmm. it it's it, it is we're, we're having a completely different conversation on our side of the aisle because we're still anchored in reality and they're yeah. gone. And, and it's it's and you see it manifesting itself faster and faster every day. Now, now, for example, Jason Chaffetz. Yeah, we've talked has, about him. You know, I'm, I'm not quite sure how to proceed with this podcast in terms of everything that we already talked about on Bob Seska this week, because I really do want people to go and listen to Bob Seska. True. That's a good point. But um, Jason Chaffetz is leaving the Congress, apparently, as of today, I guess. And, and you wrote in our notes, what did you say about Jason Chaffetz? Uh, he discovered that government no longer needs oversight. Yeah, government's not totally clean. <laughs> government's clean, doesn't need oversight. You know, it's, it's, they're, they're, I, and I will, My work is finished. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> there is this old Simpsons uh, episode where, uh, George H.W. Bush moves into the Simpsons, next door to the Simpsons. Oh, my gosh. And it's it's uh, basically Dennis the Menace. Uh-huh. Um, you know, uh, George H.W. is Mr. Wilson and uh, and uh, Bart? Bart is yeah. and Bart and George H.W. is in his garage typing up his memoirs. And it's <laughs> and it's essentially having done everything I needed to do in the first term. There was no need for a second term. <laughs> So Jason Chaffetz has has cleaned up government. Uh, there's yeah. no more need for oversight. Uh, as I mentioned on the Seska show yesterday, now he's going to join Shaggy and Scoopy in the mystery mobile <laughs> or the mystery machine, go out and solving crimes out there in the world and do it for sort of freelance oversight. Come to your town, see if any government out there needs oversight. And that's what he's going to do in his life. And it's he's 50. Yeah. This is he's yeah. in the middle of his he's in the early or middle portion of anyone's idea of a political career and he's calling it quits because a I think someone has something on him but I can't Absolutely. prove it so I'm speculating and B he really thought his political future was going to be playing inspector javert to yeah. Hillary Clinton for like yeah. 4 to 8 years just yep. just that was how he was going to build his political capital by hating Hillary Clinton and bagging on her every and now he can't do that Right. And he and he has literally nothing else to do with his life. He's already humiliated himself. He's already told his daughter, I would never support Donald Trump. He's a monster. <laughs> oh, Donald Trump, yes, I will suck his dick now. But don't mm-hmm. look, dear. Don't look. Your daddy's about to do something horrifying to advance his political career. Go play with your Barbie dolls. And so Jason Chaffetz is a spent force now. And if he if he is on the ash heap of history, great. Billow's gone. Chaffetz is gone. I'm all for that. Um and they are they have disappeared from the political scene. Well, I and we just don't know. I mean, we don't know if Jason Chaffetz is going to run for governor of Utah. We don't. Or whether he just really got spooked by his town hall. You know, it, it, at that point, he maybe he just couldn't face a defeat. He isn't he class of 2010, I think he is. Yeah. Yeah, so he's never known a world where it wasn't running against Barack Obama, you know, the Kenyan usurper. He's never had to govern. He's a Ever. Republican from Utah. Yeah. Uh, that's supposed to be a totally safe seat. 
And all of a sudden, he gets a little pushback from people who are supposed to just vote for him because Mormon. Hillary. You know, or, Hillary. Yeah, because Hillary. Right. So I don't know whether someone has something on him where and it would I would think be a leak of some kind, you know, that he leaked the wrong thing to the wrong person and somebody found out um, or he has ambition to be in Utah and run for governor of Utah. Uh, I, you know, that that's the Mike Pence trail to power. That's how Pence went from the House to governor of Indiana and then into the vice president's the political oblivion. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, uh, you know, who knows? Who knows? But we, I think, I, I think it shall be revealed. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing well, is hidden that shall not be revealed. And, and in the middle of all of the um, madness and the uh, frantic, let's pass some shit that looks that we can slap Honestly, our name on and call it. Right, a, right. Remember, there's, there's a. You have to um, raise the uh, debt limit again. I was going to say, the thing they're going to accomplish is, A, as as John Amato wrote today, lowest approval rating in the history of the presidency after 100 days. Yes. There's an accomplishment. Absolutely. And uh, number two, shut down the government. Right. right. And <laughs> in, it's the first, be... in the first th- four months, right? Yep. yep. And that's uh, this is an occasion of let's, let's you and him fight uh, because yeah. Democrats just step out of the way, man. Step out of the way, because there are people like Paul Ryan, who, again, is watching his political future just go up in ashes for for being within 100 miles of the Trump administration of, of, you know, and again, this is not speaking to the party base, the party base don't care about any of this. The party base are just are just bark, 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 bark. well, they're boycotting Fox News from eight to nine p.m. Eastern time. They're very busy. They're very busy <laughs> with their with their own boycotts. And think and and partial part of me thinks they're planning their escape. You know, they're they're like they're looking at their closet, going, you know, there, there's my old Gadsden flag and my old tricorn hat, and the, ooh, I'm a Tea Party member. I'm not a Republican. I never even heard of George Bush. They're just waiting for like yeah. they're keeping that polished and ready. And they're going right. to go like right. like Frozone. They're going to be walking around the house going, honey, where's my where's super my suit? Because <laughs> that's the super suit that gets them out of everything. It's like, right. oh, no, I wasn't responsible for this. Yeah. But yeah. Um, they're going to have a big ass fight between people, uh, the true hardcore crazies mm-hmm. and the only partially crazies, um, one of whom wants to shut the government down uh, to get rid of Planned Parenthood or the Affordable Care Act. Or gravity, or God knows yeah, what all else, right, but who, right. who have who've internalized all of the Fox News bullshit and believe it's all real, and then there's the rest of them who sort of know that that's bullshit that you just tell stupid people so you can get elected, mm-hmm. and are freaked mm-hmm. out by the fact that the person in the bunk next to them, you know, never sleeps and right. has his eyes open all the time and mm-hmm. really believes this bullshit, and it's time for Democrats when that fight comes, step away, man, yeah, step yep. away, let Paul Ryan. Take it right in the teeth yep. and uh, and laugh at him as it happens. And I told you so dances are permitted. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they are. And, and I think, too, watching um, how much you need and this came out yesterday as well, how much you need government. Yeah. It's really dawning on the boomer right wing white people yeah. <laughs> that Social Security and Medicare and nursing home yep. and needing the Affordable Care Act until I turn 65. And, uh, you know, my my brother's son is gay. Right. And I love him and I care about him and I don't want to see him get beaten up at school. Uh, you know, these kind of things all of a sudden become 
personal. My brother's friend is a, my daughter's friend is a dreamer. Yeah. And right. now they're starting to, right. to kick down their doors and deport them. Right. Um, right. My, my, my sons, um, my the guy grandson. at my dry cleaners, isn't that the case in that guy in Indiana yeah. that everybody loved? And yeah. no, you're not supposed to. You're not supposed to deport the good ones, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. And, and don't forget. I mean, right. And this is we do have a little section here of under the radar stuff. Yeah. Betty DeVos, yeah, uh, is yeah. now making yeah. it is now uh, clearing the way for your student loans to mm-hmm. go back to being something that you can be screwed over. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's. Yeah. That's going to come as a rather large shock because it, that's a that's a middle class value, man. You right. go into debt, so your kids can go to college, they can have a better life, and and suddenly you're going to get a letter from the Department of Education saying, or not really from the loan officer, yeah. saying your interest rates have doubled or 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 have become otherwise intolerable, and that's because Betty DeVos bought herself a cabinet seat, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. her psycho brother Eric Prince is tight with the Russians, who's tight with Trump. And so they wrote a big ass check and they got in there. Now she's going to start playing with your kids' education, higher right. and lower. Right. And right. that's, and again, all these middle class uh, people, all these sort of satisfied middle class Trump voters, I don't think they're going to wake up to the fact that their vote caused this. But right. they're no, certainly waking no. up to the fact that the world is shifting underneath them and the guy they put into office is somehow it's like a dream where you're being chased by zombies and you can't run fast enough. Somehow this great deal making genius that they've put all their hopes in just can't seem to pull his shit together. And they're going to be looking for someone to blame and they're going to blame liberals, but they're going to find out that government does things without which their lives would be miserable uh, or over. Well, and I hope, you know, I, there's. You wrote a post today uh, or yesterday about we're still half fox and half free. We sure are. And that, and that the thing that is never going to change is uh, Trump people waking up and realizing that they've been wrong their entire lives. Yeah, not that, that, Don't don't wait for that. Don't hold your breath for that. I hope they wake up to the fact that well, we can just vote for somebody else next time. Right. Right. Still, you, you can't make that excuse. Like, Not I'm going to trust Trump, Trump this time, but next time I'm just going to vote for somebody else. Comes from such a place of privilege that no one lives in anymore right. because we all breathe the same air, because we all depend on government, we depend on each other in some way. And no one is exempt anymore from uh, checking out of the impact of what the president of the United States and a really bad administration well, can do the, to you. The only way you're allowed to be wrong on the right is mm-hmm. you're not conservative enough. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. if only we shut the government down harder. If only we'd impeached Barack Obama. If only we had thrown Hillary in jail. There's always some excuse why the stupid extreme measures that blow up in your face every time just needed more dynamite. And those people... You know, were, maybe if we'd boycotted Fox from 8 to 10 p.m. 10, that'd show him. That <laughs> would show him. Yes, that would do it. But again, I, as I, I, I mentioned, and I'm, I'm sure I'm taking... Yes, I'm taking our Internet Kitty outro... Away, so I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to save it till the very, very bitter end. All right. And instead, I'm going to focus on some of the stories you might not have heard about. Yeah, please do. Uh, for example, as you know, the naval task force was headed for North Korea, and they didn't go there. Um, no. And Sean Spicy lied about it in a press conference. <laughs> yes, he did. Uh, now, if he were smart, he would have said that we were sneaking up on North Korea <laughs> by taking the long way around. We're going up through oh, under the polar ice cap, and we're going to come down the other way. But no, he just said, 
Uh, that, the shit I said a couple days ago about being, you know, there already. Blah, 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 blah. That doesn't count. Let's move on. And, you know, you just see the, the amount of eye rolling that goes on in the press corps at this point should be sufficient to power Washington, D.C. It should. It because should. it's just it, it is it is never going to stop because the people who are running the show are not putting on an act. They truly are this awful. They truly are this stupid and uneducable and embarrassing. And they're never going to change until they are removed. They're never going to change. And they're not an anomaly. They are Donald Trump is the Republican Party. It doesn't yeah. matter how many hocus pocus magic, you know, pixie dust, clap hands, um, um, magic pony, uni unicorn calls for salvation that you hear from David Brooks or Michael Gerson about this isn't really the Republican Party. This isn't really what's going on. It is. This is the Republican Party. And the only people who face that fact squarely and kind of understand the consequences of that long term are liberals. You know, the one people yeah. you're not allowed to have on TV. Right. Anyway, uh, the Justice Department still doesn't have any U.S. attorneys in place. Didn't know that. Unbelievable. A uh, month after firing all the Obama administration prosecutors, remember Sally Yates? Yeah. Uh, they still don't have any U.S. attorneys in place. So way to go, Donald. There you Sally go. Sally Yates is going to testify on television, by the way. <laughs> That's awesome. That's happening. Yeah. yeah. Um, the not White House, the traveling White House, but really it's not a traveling White House. The not White House. Remember that Mara Grifto is a seasonal resort. Mara Grifto. Yeah. Mara Grifto is a seasonal resort, and it closes. Oh, my gosh. I Remember? didn't know that. Yeah. So um, there is uh, a great deal of scrambling going on in New Jersey uh, because that's going to be the new place where Donald Trump goes and jerks off and plays oh, golf. Oh, because it's too hot. Because it's too hot in the summer. That's right. Yeah. He can't golf in the summertime right. in, go to at Mar-a-Lago. It's too hot. Yeah, so okay. So there is this, there's this mad scramble in, in, in New Jersey, in this small town, I can't, I can't remember the name, uh, to uh, explain to the residents why they're going to have to foot this enormous bill. Now, you might not remember this, but when Barack candidate Obama came to Springfield, uh, the campaign agreed to pay the locals like 50 grand to help defray the costs of uh, him being here, as I recall. This is local. I, I remember I was there the day that he introduced Biden yeah. to the nation in yeah. 2008 as his running mate. Yes. And I ate dinner or ate lunch in a restaurant before Obama hit the stage. I mean, you know, there was a lot of time. We were all waiting around. Because we knew we had to be there early to go through security. Right. So I'm sitting in a restaurant, and there are three Springfield City cops yeah. eating lunch. Yeah. <laughs> and I joked with them and looked at them and said hi and, you know, talked to them a little bit and said, so this is all golden time for you, right? And one of them said, oh, you don't know the half of it. This is my day off. <laughs> and the other two went, oh, my God. And, oh. you know, he must have been making $125 an hour yeah, to yep. be there, right? Yep. But um, I, I talked with them some more, and I said, look, you know, you guys have a lot to do today, right? I mean, it's good you get a little time to eat a sandwich before you go out and you have to do all, all the stuff you have to do. And he, they just shook their heads and said that this isn't our job. There are um, snipers on the top of every building around the area. Right. Um, federally paid, and uh, nobody is – we are responsible for nothing but crowd control exactly, of yeah. all of you have been checked through. And the only work we're really going to have to do is tonight after he helicopters away and we have people from the boondocks – who have been, you know, it's their first time in the big city of Springfield, right. which is 110,000 people. And they're drunk and they're drunk and they're drunk. Yeah. yeah. And he said, we're going to have more drunks on the street tonight than usual. Yeah. So that's our job is, uh, cry, you know, make sure nobody gets suffocated and 
take care of the drunks tonight. That's it. So, well, but for, uh, for but, eight but years. still, still, though, somebody in the city of Springfield had to pay $125 an hour to that cop. Right. And you're right. The campaign agreed to pay, agree and to did, give them so did. that their budget wouldn't be just wiped out because right. it's 110,000 people in Springfield. We don't have the money to put up with that. Right? And for eight years, no matter what Barack Obama did, no matter what he passed, no matter what, how many, how many times he saved the economy, no matter how many manufacturing jobs he saved yeah. here, it was always a, the tight shoe of the conservative in Springfield was, yeah, but that son of a bitch didn't pay his bills. Did he, what do you expect from him? And it was anytime anything bad happened, it was, that's because he's a cheap, you know, uh, oh, yeah. out of towner oh, yeah. who won't pay his bills. Yep. You will never find these people saying, you know the the uh, the the traveling Trump freak show is no, no. bankrupting the local economy everywhere he goes. And by the way, he goes there every fucking weekend or every other weekend. He's and it's his hotel. It's and, his hotel. And you will never hear again. It 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 is important to remember these people don't believe a word they say the yeah. minute after they say it. It is something they they throw at you like pepper spray. To get you to go away, but it, well, and that's that's the thing. And then you get the yeah, but Obama yeah. is something that is constant out of their mouths. Right. And, and then if you point out that's not even a comparison, it's it's a shame you don't want the president to succeed. Right. It, it's a rabbit <laughs> hole that you, that you just can't and go you down. You give up. You block that person yeah. and walk away because you just can't. Except it's impossible to block the entire conservative movement because they're all fucking like that. Um, yeah, I let's... need to switch gears and just ask you if. If you would indulge me, uh, uh, sure. A, a little bit of um, inter-party commentary, intra-party commentary, you and just Is it a... just uh, everybody take a deep breath. And those of you that are in on this story, fine. And if you're not, you can skip over this part. But Bernie Sanders, bless his heart. I... <laughs> You know that's fuck you in Southern, right? Bless his heart. Well, hey, look, we have— <laughs> I don't think you mean it that way. No, but we have we have Bernie supporters in our house. We have Bernie supporters under our roof. Under our roof. We have Middle Child sending Bernie Sanders a love letter this week and asking him to attend her eighth grade graduation yes. from middle school. Okay? We have, we have Bernie that's Muggs. That's the passion. And, and like every thoughtful Democrat and liberal in the country— Right. Once Bernie Sanders was out of the running, mm -hmm. we shifted our alliances and our support to the Democratic candidate exactly. who was going to win or lose depending on our support and the number of votes they got theoretically. Right. right. Just like but here, Bernie Sanders Here's my did. point. Yeah. There has been within my peripheral vision – and, and it really is just peripheral vision because I am focused on Trump Russia. I am focused on what Donald Trump is doing. Um, but apparently uh, Tom Perez went around with Bernie this week and did some fundraisers and did some stuff. And Bernie is a cranky old man. And he said some things that made women mad. And he said some things that made other some Democrats mad about uh, John Ossoff and how you know, I, I only work for progressives. And I mean, this is what I've heard. Right. Um, when it comes to Donald Trump, I don't do the serenity prayer thing. It's no. it's not it's not help me to accept the things I cannot change. No, I'm going to change the things I cannot accept. That's where <laughs> we're going. Right. Yeah. Yep. With uh, Bernie Sanders and with Basically, anyone with whom I can work on some issues because they are liberal or they are, you know, 
Bernie right. Sanders wants universal health care. Me right? too. Me too. Me too. Okay. Yes. That's when the serenity prayer, I double down on that. Right. And I say, look, <laughs> the, I'm not going to change Bernie Sanders being a slightly cranky old man no. who does not have the uh, depth and breadth of experience to talk like a feminist. Okay. I just right. don't. He is not leading the feminist revolution. No. And his and, scope of interest is economic inequality, period. Right. And he's a, he's an old cranky Marxist right. and everybody, you know, and, and as I said, I am not discouraging middle child at all uh, from having tremendous ardor and love for Bernie Sanders. No, she, no, she I, loves Bernie. No. And, uh, you know, Bernie will not be uh, in the limelight forever and she will switch gears and she will find someone else and she'll, you know, <laughs> as I said to one friend, this week uh, online, uh, oh, you know, Bernie is just not not going full bore for reproductive rights. And I'm just so mad at him at this point. Don't just need realize this is an existential threat. And I said, you know, I really don't want my 14 year old daughter going full bore on reproductive rights right. at this moment. Right. <laughs> I don't want that to be her primary concern. I said, but it should be. It should be. Well, you know, she isn't quite there yet. Right. And that's okay. She will be. She will be. But Just give it you know, time. It, her, her her stepfather isn't a gun owner yet either. Oh. So But I'm uh, looking. I'm I'm window shopping. <laughs> I'm window shopping. He's very you are very protective of your stepdaughter. Yes, I am. So um serenity prayer. And serenity prayer about democratic DNCC, DNC politics yeah. versus the revolution versus the resistance. Yes. Because the way things are going to go, and I've said this before, but I want to point this out for our new listeners. Generationally, in terms of the energy of the way po liberal politics is going in America, it will only take a million millennials uh -huh. to transform the Democratic Party yes, into what they want it to be. Yes, yep. And that's going to happen. It is inevitable yes. that that is going to happen uh, within the next 15 years. It is, so, like, it is like Facebook in that way, Blue Gal. <laughs> Whether I like it or not, it, it is inevitable. It exists in the world. It exists and, you, in its... and I love our Facebook follow. I mean, I am yeah. more on the Facebook page for the Professional F podcast than I am on my own personal page. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, that's the place where I want to see how people are responding to the podcast and whether they are and do they like the Internet Kitty. And, you know, I'll, I, I make sure both of those things go up every week. And so but yeah, so. In terms of, you know, what is Tom Perez doing this week? Tom Perez is catering to a man who has a honking huge mailing list. Yes. That he wants access to. Yes. That's what he's doing. And it is his job to fundraise and it is his job to gather mailing lists. And right. that's, he's doing his job. John, Tom Perez is doing his job. To, to whine because Tom Perez is not leading the revolution the revolution is being led by the Pussy Hat Brigade, by the resistance, yeah. and by college students. By women. By, by women, and especially. Women and minorities and people of color and Black Lives Matter and on and on. Yeah. We don't need Tom Perez. And Tom Perez can be uh, set aside and irrelevant <laughs> to right. our work right. at this point. So I'm not I, – I just – we have a term at Crooks and Liars that is fuck that noise. <laughs> You know, it's it's FTN. Fuck that noise. It's like uh -huh. there are things we have to work on and there are other things that just 
we can't, we don't have time. It's like Facebook or, you know, deciding your technology. Right. There are just some things we don't have to work on. Tom Perez is one of those things we just don't have to work on. Okay. Right. <laughs> I don't have time. And um, if that is your obsession, great. Uh, go with God. Yeah. Great. That's <laughs> and and there and, and 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 refighting the the primary wars. Come on. Uh, there, everyone has a different set of priorities. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. fine. Uh, my top ten are not going to be your top ten. That's fine. If you have one priority and it's uh, absolutely obsessive to you, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. that's fine too. But beware of the fact. Beware of people who believe that. And I'm referring to Glenn Greenwald specifically. Yes, yes. Um, this was going to be a Greenwald-free podcast, Driftglass. Yeah, almost. You just, ruined it. As as an example, um, beware of people who believe that if you disagree with them at all about their particular obsessive interest, on any to any degree, you are dead to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you by definition can never be trusted. Uh, you argue uh, in bad faith on everything. And everything you say is a lie. Um, no, that's not the sign of a person who is politically serious. That is a sign of a of a person who is obsessed and a bit of a cult leader. Mm-hmm. And I don't get along well with those people. Um, and I find and there are some there are some things though, Driftglass, that are deal breakers. Yes, you know, ra- racism is a deal yes, breaker. Yes, right. Yes, racism sexual is... harassment and Absolutely. denigration of women is a deal breaker. Right. Uh, being wrong on immigration is a deal breaker. There are things that are, are deal breakers. Yes, I get it. They are. Uh, but but to say how you feel about Tom Perez is a deal breaker is but, something well, that me, I just roll a, my eyes and. Let me give you an, an example from our life, or at least mm-hmm. possibly. Um, I'm pro-choice. You're pro-choice. Everybody in this house is pro-choice. I don't see why anybody wouldn't be. Um, but there are pro-life people in our community who I bet we could work with in yeah, reducing. There are. Reducing yeah. unwanted pregnancy, teen pregnancy through contraception, who aren't like no contraception is against God right, right, and everything right. is against God. That's the kind of universe that I am OK living in mm-hmm. where, you know what? Mm-hmm. Yes, you're a gun owner and I'm not. But you think that maybe there should be background checks. Yeah. And maybe right. that we should have safety uh, uh, concerns that transcend your obsessive need to stockpile an armory in your basement. Right, right, um, right. That's fine. But if it's yeah. like, no, um, all, you know, you're either uh, uh, pro-Second Amendment or you're a fucking communist. Right. Uh, right. No, that's not. No, you have no place. I, I, there's no way for me to find a way to work with you. Uh, and so and it's really important that we understand the differences between those things and where we can take action and where we can practically move things forward and stop. Stop fighting each other over stupid shit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, it is mm-hmm. counterproductive. And in case you haven't noticed, uh, the entire federal government is now being run by the lunatics uh, who are going to really wreck the place if we don't yeah. figure out a way to... to the, the French and the English don't get along, but they found a way to get along to roll back the Nazis. Yeah, um, yeah, you know, We yeah. can figure out a way to put aside our differences for long enough to take the existential threat out of the picture. Then we'll fight about all the other things. How's that? Right. How's that for a yeah. deal? Yeah. Well, and I think that's the case is that Trump is uniting. Uh, the <laughs> Morning Joe this morning couldn't talk about Trump. So they decided to talk about whether the Democratic Party had a big enough tent. Right. And, uh, you know, I, I grabbed the remote and turned that shit yes, off. You did. Again, fuck that noise. Yeah. yeah. That's your job. I mean, tracking this stuff is actually what you do. And, you know. Yeah. And, and I have no time for that kind of crap. You know, that's just, 
the big tent is are you for Trump or against Trump? If you're against Trump, join me. Let's right. get the, let's get this bastard out of office. Mm-hmm. Let's get the and and as a Republican president with really bad ideas as well as a crazy person. Right. And this is the problem is not just that Trump is crazy, that Trump is Trump. The problem is the Republican Party is uh, not interested in bad. caring for human needs. It's yeah. Bad. So they're bad, bad dudes. They're bad dudes in the Republican Party. All of them are all the way down. Bad, bad hombres. Dudes. They're bad hombres. And yeah. you know what? If you're licking your chops over a Ted Cruz presidency, <laughs> uh, the hopes of getting Trump out of the way so that Ted Cruz can swing into action, you and I have nothing in common. <laughs> hey, Drew Class, yep. we got to end here. Okay. Uh, two more quick things. Yeah. One. Uh, Ivanka Trump this week got her very valuable Chinese government trademarks yeah, on the same did. night she dined with the president of China, Amara Grifto. Coincidence? Yep. I don't think so, but I'm just a crazy person. Uh, Donald Trump thinks North Korea has been continuously ruled by some guy named Kim. That's a long Korean name, some guy named Kim. Since the 90s. <laughs> some guy. <laughs> uh, he's unaware that there's a dynasty there, that there are two different people, has no idea that that's the case. He thinks that Korea was part of China until, I don't know, 20 minutes ago. Um, and he will, and he has he has thrown a little tantrum and insisted that he gets to ride up front in the Queen's gold-plated royal carriage when he goes to England to embarrass us over there. So these are little things that you might not have seen on the front page, which is dominated by big scary stories. That really stories. is true. He wants to ride in the gold carriage. I want to ride in the carriage. I get to ride because I'm president now. I like gold. Uh, I like gold. You know, if you just put a big T on this, I think that would make <laughs> you just make the whole. Uh, you know, where's the cake? You know, when China guy came and Chocolate talked to cake. me, I served the most glorious cake imaginable. Oh, I know you Brits God. don't know anything about food and your teeth are bad and you're all gay, but could you give me some goddamn cake up in my easy? Thank you. I'll be out playing golf in Scotland. And, you know, he's that's him. That's he's, yeah. he's that yeah. fucking embarrassing. And he's uh, he ain't me. He ain't mine. Uh, and we need to hold the people who sired this monster responsible. In Absolutely. Every way we know Thank how. you. Thank you, Drift Glass. Each week we post to our Facebook page and website an internet kitty sent in by you, the listener. This week's internet kitty is Heineken. Heineken? Fuck that shit. No, it's Pabst. You get three <laughs> this points. This week's internet kitty is Pabst. Three points if you know where that reference is from. No Googling. <laughs> no Facebooking or Googling. Right. This week's internet kitty's name is Pabst. And Pabst is just adorable. Pabst was sent to me via Twitter, thanks to a new listener who first heard us on Bob Seska's show. Yay! So thanks for tuning in and reaching out. You can send your internet kitty to us at our email address, proleftpodcast at gmail.com, where you can also write to both of us. Feel free to write us. We love hearing from you. Be aware that if you write us at any of our addresses, we reserve the right to read your email or U.S. Postal Service Go Postal Unions. Letter on the air, unless you say otherwise. Don't forget our gourmet coffee guideline. If you can afford to buy an espresso-based beverage for yourself, buy one for us. And don't forget our Amazon link at our website. We believe in buying local, and we also believe in shopping Amazon with our link if your alternative is a big box store. Approximately 1% of our listeners support this podcast with a contribution, and you can, too, see our website, professionalleft.blogspot.com, for details. Both our PayPal and postal address information is there at professionalleft.blogspot.com. Drift Class, we have a lot of new listeners here. That is the extent of our advertising, except that this week I would like to do a shout-out to one of our pretend advertisers, Dukakis Khakis. Dukakis Khakis. Dukakis Khakis are sensible pants for senseless times. Indeed. 
We we have we have the best imaginary sponsors out there. Imaginary sponsors. Um, oh I, wait, there's one there's one really important sponsor that we haven't mentioned. Yes. Um, it's an offer for our Platinum Plus Triple Premium Diamond members. Yes. Well, I, I hesitate to tell new members about that because they're gonna they're gonna want to rush in. They're gonna want to be a part of it, <laughs> and they really aren't family yet. They're kind of that weird cousin who might be okay after he showers and stays for a few days. I think um, it's okay to tell them, though. You think so? Okay. Uh, we'll okay. not tell them the price because we're still working out with our marketing department <laughs> how much to charge for this. Uh, but we're going to have a special offer uh, that we're going to call Trumple Indulgences. <laughs> Based on the theory of papal indulgences where you pay to have your ass – uh, bribed out of hell. Right. So we're going to be offering a premium di- triple platinum members, uh, diamond triple platinum members. I'm sorry. There's a whole series of cons and levels of which we take your money away. <laughs> um, that you can, if you have a Trump relative or a both siderist in your family, because really they're, ba- they're both pretty bad, uh, we will offer you Trumple indulgences at a ridiculously low price. And you'll receive peace and forgiveness for having a Trump voter relative and We'll give you, I believe we settled on 10. Is that right? I think so. 10. 10 hail hail Bidens to wash. Hail Biden. To wash the stink away. (laughs) So uh, we're still working out the deal with the the here and now and the hereafter. Uh, And you know what? This doesn't involve any sort of uh, religiosity. So our atheist listeners could get on the act, too. That's true. We haven't figured out how uh, Martin O'Malley is going to fit into the whole Trumple indulgence. Oh, either. that's right. Yeah. You know, we have to work that out. Yeah. So once once we get that worked out, mm-hmm. we'll have a price point for each member of our podcast listenership <laughs> and uh, look forward to announcing that in the future. Well, O'Malley's busy guarding his pot of gold. You know, that's. <laughs> Bless you, Drift Glass. And thank you. Bless you, too. Sweet. Happy Earth Day, everybody. Happy Earth Day. Go march for science. Yeah, get out there and march for science. Science is is on our side. Please share our show on Facebook or Twitter, and thank you for doing that. Hey, Drift Glass, how are the Internet Kitties doing this week? Well, Blue Gal, the Internet Kitties know that when God closes a Bill O'Reilly, he opens a Tucker Carlson. Always. Always. Let's think about living. Think about living. Let's think about loving. Think about loving. Let's think about the hooping and the hopping and the bopping and the loving, loving, loving. Let's forget about the wine. podcast is recorded under a Creative Commons license, copyright 2016, Drift Glass, Blue Gal Podcast.